We've got a topic for you today that not everyone likes talking about, but it is very important. And that is all around long-term care planning options. There's life insurance, there's asset-based, there's traditional long-term care, all the different things. And yes, it's expensive. Uh, uh, planning for long-term care is expensive. So part of this is helping evaluate the risk and how much coverage do we want, if any at all. So uh, to help us with this conversation, we brought on Jessica Iverson. She's a, a partner with us that helps us stay on top of everything that's going on in the insurance space, specifically when it comes to long-term care. Uh, she's a wealth of knowledge. You're going to love this episode. Yeah, we do go through a lot uh, of information. So a couple things to keep in mind. Number one, we have a blog written on this particular topic. So you can go to our website, which is pomwealth.net. Go to the blog page. Nice article written on this very topic so you can read about it. In addition, we do talk about a lot of options. So if you're listening to this and you go, man, I got some questions, feel free to go to our website, top right-hand corner, click on schedule call, and our calendar will come up and you can schedule a 15-minute call. Uh, we're glad to walk you through and, and get your questions. If we have to go to a longer appointment, we can schedule that as well. Feel free to reach out uh, and, and we'll be glad to, to assist you in any way we can. Uh, but before we get into this episode, we have a quick disclosure. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome everyone to Secure Your Retirement podcast. Uh, Merce and I uh, are excited today. Uh, every now and then we bring in somebody and we are going to you know, get their help on helping us to make sure that we explain things correctly. And today we have uh, Jessica Iverson with us. She uh, works with one of the partners that we work with that helps us make sure that we're staying on top of everything when it comes to wealth management, insurance, uh, different products. And Jessica is kind of like the head guru for the topic of today, which is long-term care. Uh, that's a very big topic with our clients and those who listen to the show. So let me just say this first, Jessica, thank you so much for coming on and buying time out of your day to help us and our audience. Thank you guys for having me. Very excited to be here. Good. So, and let me just kind of give a little bit of a setup here. So, um, you know, our podcast is all about Work, you know, working with folks that are typically 55 years of age and older. And as people get into that phase, I'm 50 and it's already coming into my brain of like, okay, do I need to start? What do I need to start thinking about and planning for when it comes to long-term care planning? I, my dad, by the way, had me when he was 52 and I didn't had two more after me. So my dad lived to 95 and, um, and, and, pretty much kind of just was, you know, that guy that was real tough, worked until he was about 90 doing stuff, you know, staying active. But, um, and long-term care was not a real big deal there, but we've had other family members that were, so it just kind of comes, and I don't, I'm no ways, by the way, as strong as my dad. So I know I'm going to be a weakling. I'll probably be like, you know, have, have all these problems. So could you kind of, 
Can you kind of give us a sense? I know I've been doing this now for almost 23 years. Long-term care insurance has changed. Can you kind of give us kind of like the, the world view of long-term care planning and insurance today? Yeah, happy to. It has long-term care insurance has absolutely evolved. Um, you know, there have been standalone policies where there's, you know, no sort of life insurance or any sort of annuity built on with it. Those were introduced back probably 40, 50 years ago. Um, a lot of a lot of clients, you know, gravitated towards those policies. They they saw those policies as, you know, an investment in their health care. As they age, it's something that they can use to help them as they age. Now as the industry has evolved, uh, as the, the products has evolved, have evolved with it. So we are now looking at policies where it's not just standalone long-term care. It is going to be built on an asset. We call it asset-based long-term care. It's long-term care focused insurance. It's built on an asset, which can either be a life insurance policy or an annuity. So if you never needed long-term care, if you're lucky enough to never need long-term care, you're beneficiaries are still going to receive something, whereas you would not with one of those standalone policies. So as the as the industry has evolved, the products have grown with it. So it's a, it's a exciting to see. Yeah, Jessica, that's a good synopsis. And then, you know, we're, we're sitting in meetings with clients all the time, and some are younger, some are a little bit older. Uh, so take the person that's in their mid-50s. They've done a good job for planning for retirement in particular. But the question becomes, am I too young to start planning for long-term care? How do I start looking at uh, what I may need for long-term care? You know, we'll run into quite a few that had a great company plan uh, and they bought that company plan and they've got that. Or you'll run into a few that bought it back in their 30s and we kind of call it the Cadillac of of traditional long-term care insurance, but now those people are paying ten to fifteen thousand dollars a year to maintain those premiums, and so the client says, "Well, I don't want to pay that, right?" So, what what is what would you say is appropriate age and time to start start thinking about uh, long-term care planning? That's a great question. I think that uh, not a lot of younger people really do see that or see the need for it quite yet. Um, it's never too early to start planning, whether it be, you know, purchasing a, an IUL or an index universal life policy with some sort of LTC or chronic illness rider. Um, or as you get older, you can reposition an asset and look, in, look at maybe an asset-based annuity. Um, I personally prefer the asset-based life insurance policies. So something very similar to the Lincoln Money Guard. Um, you're going to have that life insurance on there that's going to have some sort of, you know, death benefit for your beneficiary. But you're also able to pay over a longer period of time, 10 pay, 15 pay, pay to age 65. So you can spread those premiums out over a longer period of time rather than being hit with something all, you know, kind of in a single premium or, or a shorter period of time. Um, but you're also able to add an inflation rider so that inflation writer is going to guarantee that your LTC benefit is going to grow. As we all know, the cost of long-term care is not decreasing. So if you have that inflation writer, your inflation or your LTC benefit will grow every single year at 3% or 5%, however we want to structure it, but it will keep up with the cost of an actual long-term care facility or a long-term care need. All right, I want to come back here in just a moment and with, and we're going to talk about because I'd like to kind of build out a little bit of like a hypothetical example uh, around this idea of uh, asset-based life insurance, okay? Because mm -hmm. I agree with you, if, if we can get that, that to me kind of makes sense because now even if I don't need it, like you said, my beneficiaries are going to get something. So I don't feel like I'm throwing money into a place that nobody's ever going to get. Right, so, the use it right. or lose it scenario. Yeah. 
Right. But, I, but can we just talk a little bit about, because we understand the need, uh, cost. Uh, like, so I know that there's a difference between, you know, the scenario of needing uh, what we would call assisted living, whether that be at home or in a facility, and then that can grow to what we would call skilled or nursing care. So could you kind of give us an idea of the scope of like where we're at right now in the world of what that cost is? Like you said, uh, you know, if a person doesn't have a family member that they've had to experience it with, they may have no idea what it, what it would cost to do that. So could you kind of give us the landscape there? Yeah, absolutely. So the average cost around the United States for an assisted living facility is probably between four thousand to five thousand, or four to probably four to six thousand dollars a month. Um, in a private room nursing home, obviously that is going to be kind of like your Cadillac of care. We're looking currently in 2023 between nine thousand to twelve thousand dollars a month. And like I said, it's ever increasing. It's just continually increasing. Um, I would say that most people as understandably want to stay in their home as long as possible as well. These policies do cover home health care. Um, so you can have someone come in and provide care or you can have that informal caregiver providing care. That is going to be your cheaper option. So we're probably looking between three to $5,000 a month for a home health care policy. So let me, let me do a quick uh, little plug for how we help people start thinking about whether or not they need insurance or not. Ultimately, the question becomes, do I have enough or or do I feel comfortable with the idea of self-insuring or do I need to transfer some of that risk? And then we can go into, well, what is transferring that risk? What does it look like? And maybe talk specific about how they work. But we, we uh, you know, people that are listening, you hear us talk about this retirement-focused financial plan. Part of that, one of those elements is all around long-term care. And it helps us look at the question, we really look at the scenario in a very nu numeric type of uh, data, data looking type of um, exercise. And so what we do is we say, hey, here's what we have. Let's make some assumptions, right? Today, we know the cost of care and maybe that person is 60. We're going to assume that that cost of care is going to continuously go up and say, let's go into long-term care scenario when we're at, at age 80. So now the, the numbers you mentioned were three to 12,000 a month. Those are being inflated to five to 15,000 a month at the age of 80. And we show the person without any insurance, here's what the outlay looks like. Here's how much you're going to be spending in a, in a period of three to five years. And we say, are you comfortable with this? Is there money left over for not, because maybe you can handle the coverage of the care, but then is there anything left for the, the surviving spouse or the inheritance? And so that's how we start to look at it and say, are we comfortable with this or do we want to start transferring some of that risk and protecting ourselves? Uh, <clears throat> um, but I just wanted to walk that through here real quick. So uh, I, I think we can go into, well, how, how does asset-based long-term care work, right? We're not paying, we're not looking at um, a typical premium pay type of policy where you're paying a thousand dollars a month or $15,000 a year or something like that for the, the hope that we get to use this benefit. Now we're talking about asset-based and and what are the different types that are out there? You mentioned uh, annuity, you mentioned life insurance. So help us help the, uh, us and the listeners understand the different type of options. Then maybe we can get into, well, how do you decide which one is right for me? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I did mention a little bit ago, uh, we do have standalone long-term care. So honestly, there's not a lot of carriers in that space anymore. Um, we've seen a lot of rate increases where carriers, they've gotten out of, you know, selling that type of product and they're doing what they can to 
to pay the benefits that they're actually that are actually still in force. So we don't see a lot of those options anymore, but we do have them available. Um, I was just saying that, you know, they are a little bit more difficult to qualify because they are most likely to actually be used. So we do have those standalone options. Um, the carriers that we're working with, we know that they're committed to the long-term care space, but again, they are going to uh, be a little bit more strict with their, their health, their underwriting, um, just to make sure that the risk is worth the reward, basically. Um, we also have those asset-based options. So similar to your Lincoln Money Guard, your the asset-based life insurance, the way that that works is you're purchasing long-term care insurance that's built on the asset, which is the life insurance policy. Whenever a claim starts, you are going to spend down your life insurance first. And then you've also we've also added an additional pool of LTC benefits. We can customize these products, make them, you know, a specific amount of years that pay out uh, to pay out a benefit. We can add that inflation or not, however we want to structure it. Um, but the death benefit will pay out your long-term care first. And once that has been depleted, uh, we will be dipping into an additional pool of long-term care benefits that's still available to the insured. We also have the uh, life insurance or the um, asset-based annuity option. So it's very similar to the life insurance. Um, it's a little bit more flexible when it comes to the type of premium available or that it, that it, that it does accept. It can accept qualified funds. Um, we can look at transferring from one asset from one annuity to, to one of these other annuities if we just want to reposition assets rather than coming up with new premium. Um, it is very, like I said, it's very very similar, your annuity, your base annuity will be spent down first, and then you're ha you'll have an additional pool of LTC benefits available to you. So those are the LTC focus policies. There are still options for a life insurance uh, policy with an LTC or chronic illness rider. Um, we can also look at an income annuity with some sort of income doubler if your health is, if you're, you know, just failing health um, and you wouldn't qualify for any of the other options. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. So can you just on that one point there, uh, uh, a point that I want to get clarity on is how would you describe the difference between a standalone? And we've said it here a couple of times. I think it's a popular one. It's called, it's through Lincoln Financial. It's called Money Guard. That is that is a life insurance policy with with what I would call true long term care benefit, and then what compare that to say maybe another one that gives that, that says is a life insurance policy that has the the LTC or chronic illness rider. How would you describe the difference between those two? Yeah, absolutely. So the the Lincoln Money Guard or the asset based life insurance policy, your main purpose for purchasing that policy is the long term care. We are like I said, we're able to customize it. We can we can adjust the benefit period, whether we want to pay, want the policy to pay out for four years, we can go all the way up to six years um, or eight years, you know, kind of however we want to structure it. We are able to add that inflation rider 
So we can do 3% compounding, 5% compounding uh, for that guaranteed benefit growth. We are going to have a smaller death benefit. So assume, you know, with kind of looking at an apples to apples type of policy, if we have a $100,000 um, death benefit on a Lincoln Money Guard policy, comparing that to a life insurance policy with an LTC or chronic illness rider, we would probably have around a $300,000 death benefit. So our, with the life insurance policies, life insurance or death benefit is going to be your main, pur main purpose of purchasing that policy. You have a higher death benefit, but it's not as flexible when it comes to the long-term care. We can't customize our benefit period. Uh, we cannot add inflation for that guaranteed growth. Um, usually with, with a life insurance type of policy, I, or I honestly recommend those for younger clients, probably 20s, 30s, where you know long-term care isn't the, the forefront of their, their planning purposes. Um, maybe life insurance is at that point. So those are the, really the main differences. We can't really customize a, a chronic illness writer or an LTC writer on a life insurance policy, um, but you are going to have that higher death benefit. So if I was to sum it, sum it back to you in a quick sentence, if you go with the standalone um, um, long-term care asset base, kind of like the Lincoln Money Guard, you're really buying that because you want long-term care and you want to maximize long-term care benefits. And then you can go the other route, which is the more life insurance oriented, and you're buying that really the lead and the dominant is for life insurance and death benefit. But it, we're going to sprinkle in some some use for long-term care. It's not going to be as rich as the standalone money guard type of policy, but it's in there in case we need it. Does that sound about right? That's exactly right. Yep. So, and you mentioned qualifying. I assume when you say qualifying, we're talking about underwriting. So can you explain to the listeners, and I know underwriting is very, very complicated, but what, what does the underwriting process look like if they're trying to decide which direction to go in, which one could be a little bit favorable if someone does have uh, some type of health issues and, and things like that. Sure. Yeah. So with the long-term care focused products, um, so the asset base or the standalone, really what they are focusing on when they're looking at underwriting is more of the morbidity. So what is the probability that the client is going to get sick with a life insurance policy uh, with a, you know, LTC or chronic illness writer, they are looking more at the mortality, which is what is the probability that the client is going to pass away? So with the long-term care focus policies, they're really going to look at the mobility of the client. Are they able to perform the 206, uh, you know, the activities of daily living, which are, um, you know, eating, dressing, bathing, uh, continence, toileting, um, and, and transferring. So they are going to be looking at the client's daily life, uh, not necessarily, you know, cardiac issues or, you know, any anything like that, they're going to look at how well the client gets around, um, you know, if they're, if an automatic knockout, I guess, would be something like if they're using a cane or a walker, or if they're currently in any sort of physical therapy, um, those are going to be something that the, the carrier is not going to take the risk. They're not going to take the risk and, and approve that client. So it is really the, uh, the morbidity that the long-term care focused products are looking at for these clients. And so let's, let's just go down this path. So now we, okay. So if I'm hearing that, what I kind of get is I need to be in a relatively good health in order to get a long-term care plan, right? Uh, life insurance or life insurance or, or the, the others, uh, not perfect health, 
by any means, but, but I got to have, you know, I, I can't like have certain significant things that are going to take me out. So that's worth a question. But what if I do have a couple of things or that, what would, where would I go if I say, well, I know I've already got a couple of things. Maybe I'm not got a cane or a walker or anything like that, but I know I've got some mobility issues. Um, what, what would, would, do I have any options there? Yeah, absolutely. So we can definitely look at, um, we can look at, we, most of our carriers actually provide underwriting guides. So we're happy to take a look at that. Um, we can also look at if, if you don't want to go through that process and you don't want to, you know, that you're, you're going to have some issues, we can look at the annuities. The annuities are a little bit more favorable. So we have our asset-based annuities. Now they do still do some underwriting, um, but if we, if, that's out of the question as well. I would suggest looking at an annuity with an income doubler. So those policies are not going to do any sort of underwriting. As long as you're not currently receiving care, you can still get that doubler rider included on your annuity, which will double your income in the case of an LTC event. Gotcha. So, um, and you mentioned something earlier in the conversation that I, I want to come back to because I think it's really important. A lot of our clients, a lot of retirees in particular, have saved a lot of money into, you mentioned, qualified assets. So that's that's 401ks, IRAs, retirement-based type of accounts. And so I've got a million dollars in a 401k. How can I even fund this idea of long-term care? How does it work? Do I have to pay all the taxes and make the withdrawals and then go fund it? That doesn't sound like fun. Yeah, so the way that these products work, the, uh, some of our annuities do accept qualified funds. Now we can structure them a couple different ways. If you are looking at doing just the income annuity with with a doubler, um, obviously your income is going to be taxed, so you wouldn't have to worry about taxes all up front. Uh, with an asset based annuity, well, the way that that product works is the money will go into this separate annuity. And that annuity is going to produce withdrawals each year over five or 10 years, depending on the structure that we choose. So they are going to produce withdrawals, which the clients will be taxed on each year for those five or 10 years. So it is spread over a period of time, but they will have to be, um, they will receive that 1099. So they will get taxed on the income or on those withdrawals that are going into funding the non-qualified portion of the policy. This ensures that your LTC benefits whenever you need them are going to be tax-free. Excellent. Well, I think if you're listening to this, you know why we have uh, uh, Jessica <laughs> as a partner, because I mean, it, it's not just this one and done kind of thing. And, uh, and honestly, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I don't know which one I would, would, you know, need or whatever. Well, that's just a part of what we need to do is get all the information, understand it. And then we reach out to our partner like Jessica and say, Hey, here's the situation. What are our options? And then Jessica helps us nicely to figure all that out. So uh, thank you very much, Jessica, for again, buying out time of your, your busy schedule to come on and talk to us. It's very been very, very enlightening. And obviously we know that there's a lot out there and you keep on top of it. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. I think there's, there's something, you know, I think there's something out there for everybody. Um, I think that it's just a, a conversation that that should be had. I know a lot of people are going through this or they've seen loved ones go through this and it's a need that it's not a comfortable conversation, but it's definitely something that can really help in the long run. But I am so thankful for you guys. Um, thankful for our partnership and very thankful that you had me on here today. All right. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. 
If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.